and car wrecks. What a fun time, you know, car wrecks in general. And a lot of people, they may only get into one car wreck in their life, or they may even never get into a car wreck, you know. So far, I've been in five. Like, and it's not even that I'm around bad drivers a lot. It's just, you know, uh, wrong place, wrong time. So what a way to start this episode off is talking about car wrecks. And I think in this episode, I really want to delve into... Uh, the different car wrecks I have been in. Um, I know it's pretty early in the episode. I'm gonna, I, I gotta step away. I gotta put on a hoodie. It's freezing. So give me just one second. I'll be back. So my real thoughts on car wrecks is like, you can't prevent it. No matter how safe our vehicles get, they're still gonna be distracted drivers and people who just don't pay attention. Still hit people, still injure others, uh, people get killed. It's just the way of life, and it's a factor in modern living. Now, if we all went out and lived in the woods, it'd be fine, because there'd be no point in driving, but we can't, you know. The world's too interconnected to do that in uh, in today's modern world. We wouldn't be able to function without vehicles. But car wrecks, okay? I have been in three that, you know, I wasn't driving. I've been in two that I was driving, and I'll go into those two. And the three, I think I'll start off with the three, then go to the other two. So, the thing with when you're not driving is that I feel like it's more of a shock because you don't, you can't control the vehicle. Okay? You can't control what goes on around you and how... Like, how you, how you react is the only thing that you kind of control, and in that sense, you're kind of in a state of shock where you can't control it. And I know that if you've been in a car wreck, you probably agree. And if you haven't been in a car wreck, well, this is what it's like. You know, you're just, you're in utter shock. You don't know what to do. Uh, one thing that frustrates me is when both car wrecks, when I was driving, is, you know, my music just keeps playing, you know? That's one thing that, you know, there was actually a, an Instagram trend or something, uh, like you get into a car wreck, music still playing. It's weird. It is very weird. It's one of the first things that I have to do because I have to like get my bearings and uh, you almost start freaking out. And depending on the situation, you you get upset or just like the last time, you know, I just got visibly upset, and, you know, because it was up to that point it was a good day, and then that just kind of took a dookie on it. Um, but let's go into the first car wreck, um, and we might as well start off on, uh, the one that was across the pond. Now, uh, this could be just a minor fender bender, uh, most of the ones that I wasn't driving, it's been minor fender benders, but, you know, this one kind of crushed the door in a Mercedes and, um... So that's fun. And what had happened was me and Josh were going, and if you haven't watched any of the or listened to any of the other episodes, Josh is my dad, um, we were in London. We were trying to make the train to get to Paris, and we had just gotten out of uh, our Uber, and uh, he opened up the door, and then this Ford Focus just rams into the door at about 30 miles an hour. That sucked. 
you know, the entire door was crushed in. It was a miracle that he didn't get hit. But, it, you know, it, it just wrong place, wrong time. Or right place, wrong time. Uh, you know, if he had just waited another five seconds, it probably wouldn't have happened. But, you know, we'll never know. And it did happen, and everybody's all right. But, um, you know... And from that point, you know, that entire day was pretty good, even though that moment had happened. And I was worried about that the whole, the entire train ride. When we got over to Paris, you know, they had five guys. and It makes me crave a burger, thinking about five guys and thinking about that train ride because we got out of there and we were like, well, heck, what do we do now? Because we had to get to our hotel and we didn't know where it was at and we ended up, uh, it, was, it wasn't too far, it was just a little maybe a click or two away from our uh from the train station so we were just like all right let's walk and uh i tell you what the five guys over there in paris you know they that's busy they have security guards too you know they they guard that place and i i I want to know why they guard it but eh. and i don't think i'll be going back to paris anytime soon especially since the uh the french Pretty much Revolution 2.0 has been going on over there with all the protests and riots. It's been crazy over there, especially... Well, at least that's what it appears to be. You know, we're not entirely sure. You know, the media will try and display the uh, images that will break up a, a group and get angry at each other. There's no real reason to be angry at each other for. Um, so it's it's not entirely... Uh, certain that that's what's happening over there, but it, I have a good idea that it is. But um, going further into that, yeah, I do believe that the media tries to uh, at least separate us. You know, maybe it's not as deep as it seems to be, but there's definitely something where if people are angry, they're willing to get more angry, and people often get dopamine rushes off of being angry and those kind of emotions and. You, if you can harness somebody's anger, you can monetize that. You can fund wars. You can get people angry at different topics and people, and you can put people in jail. And you know, all you have to do is anger the crowd and start a riot. And um, that's what I believe that most media does. That's why I, I quit watching the news a very long time ago. Um, so. And I'm not saying, like, oh, mass media, it's, it's just a conspiracy theory. Well, I don't think it's a conspiracy theory. I think they don't care, you know. I think that if you have the average IQ of 101, you should be able to put this together that if they have control and they are able to take advantage of the population, then they are able to monetize that and make more money. And the entire world revolves around who can make the most money. Um, it's a sad reality, but it's the reality we live in. And all you have to do is prevent yourself from falling victim to the media's portrayal of the world and how it acts. The world is not as bad as it is seems at most points. Especially with uh, politics in America. That's one big thing where they just try and divide us up more and more and more when we don't need to be divided. There's no reason. We're all people. The average American doesn't think about their political beliefs every waking second and every day. 
So there's no reason for you to curse off that one friend because they have a slightly varied political belief than you. But uh, the media makes it out to be that you need to and that that's required or you're a bad person, and that's definitely not the truth. The truth is is that the media is the bad thing. The fact that they get to spew their utter nonsense and they have no restrictions. They have no rules and regulations and they can say the same thing repeated on varied networks because they're all owned by one big giant parent company that they send the orders from the bottom in order to please BlackRock and all of the major corporations that control America and they are the ones who put us in the position to hate each other. They are the ones who profit off of off of Americans' hatred of one another. They are the ones who are controlling Americans. They are the ones who, and this isn't even just Americans. This happens worldwide, you know. Everyone is controlled by some form of media. And what you have to do is realize that all media wants to do is control you, suck you in, and get you to become a monetization box. They just want to turn you into money, pretty much, via advertisements, via your attention. The attention market is probably the most valuable untapped market of human creation, you know? And I say untapped because it really hasn't been tapped for the trillions that it's really worth. Um, We haven't, or humans haven't found a way to completely tap into people's attention um, quite like social media has. And uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, heck, I would say even this podcast, if you're so intrigued that you, you know, find yourself wanting to listen to this or for me to create more episodes, the thing is, is that you get intrigued and you uh, grow used to the idea of those beliefs being normal. You watch Fox News and you grow used to that crowd being the most popular, that crowd being the biggest, because that's what you absorb. Everybody thinks that children's minds are like sponges, but it's really humans' minds are like sponges, and it's all in who you're around, what you absorb, what you listen to every day. If you listen to the same Republican speak uh, speech every day, you're eventually going to start to believe it, because... Those things are well-crafted by different speech analysts and pattern recognitionists and uh, just generators. You have AI that can generate speeches that could, you know, get standing ovations now. And uh, it's a scary thing. It's definitely a scary thing how the media wants to control everybody in order to monetize you. They They don't care about, you know, if that cat gets out of the tree anymore that's not what it's about you know if the firefighter helped out the the old lady and her cat they don't care all they want to turn you you into is a a gold a gold nugget of attention and uh because that's all you are to them you're a number you're just a, a viewer rating you are it's it's nothing you know and you have to find a place where you can connect and understand and really just grow, um, I guess, a, I guess a very intertwined community. You can't be a part of something 
that doesn't allow you to speak your mind. And your mind can't just be the minds of others. It has to be your own generated thoughts. You know, I in this podcast, and I know I say this a lot because I think I've said it in every episode, um, you know, I just go from place to place to place, but that's just what I'm thinking, you know? I've gone from car wrecks to the media controlling uh, people. And now I, I may have said that I don't believe in many conspiracy theories or that I believe in at least one. Well, this is definitely one of them that I don't think is a conspiracy theory or tried to be covered up or tried to be hidden at all. I think this is just a blatant plan, uh, a play for power, a desperate attempt from the weak to control the uh, the people. And I'm going to grab a little beverage real quick, so you might not hear me for a second. Delicious. Like I said in episode 5, Arise pre-workout, it is amazing. Little chalky, like most pre-workouts, it's powder, so... But it is amazing with some water. But let's go into car wreck number two. That one, we were in a Target parking lot and driver backed into a Mercedes with her trailer hitch. Whoops. Um, Well, the guy did not like that, especially after we left. We left a note uh, because he didn't come out for like... 45 an hour so we left a note with number insurance all that junk he calls and he texts and he says uh i'm a former investigator for the fbi so i'll be investigating this blah 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 blah, blah. he can shove that in his ball sack nobody really cares he, he can jump off a cliff the thing is he just wanted to insinuate fear that, oh, we need to do something about it. Dude, this old dude, just a bag of rags, ended up, you know, everything worked out, whatever. But, man, I can't stand it when people try to uh, fear monger and threaten. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't threaten easy. It's, it's kind of funny. I like to laugh at threats because they're kind of funny sometimes, especially when they're from like a, a very unserious looking, out of shape person that thinks they're still 20. Um, it's crazy. So I think now let's go into car wreck number three. I cannot remember who was driving at the time. We were doing some painting. Um, it's crazy. I haven't even, I know I have mentioned painting at least once. Um, we were doing some painting, and then we just kind of blatantly ran into a safety pole. I don't remember the backstory there. I think I was on my phone, but, you know, we just kind of hit a pole. Uh, not really paying much attention. So, yeah, that's track number three. Very anticlimactic. Now, the first truck I was driving in, uh, it was... Maybe June. It was either June or July of 2023, so this was pretty recent. Now, the last wreck was, I think, I less, less than a week ago, um, but maybe it was two weeks ago now. I can't remember too much about it, but wreck number one. I was driving down this back road, pretty curvy road, 
you know, just got off work. We had just worked. E. Mm, this was at that big school. Uh, pretty low pressure day. I think I got off around six, started around seven. So, what is that? Eleven hours? About eleven hour day. Wasn't too bad. Did I get off around six? I think I got off around six, but that doesn't really contribute. I was very tired. It was an exhausting day, and I hit a power pole, or I, I hit something. We aren't entirely sure because we went back and there was no damage and uh, there was no power pole or anything to hit. But the image of my dented end fender quite proved that I hit something, but there was nothing for me to have hit. So we're not entirely certain what I hit. Um, there was no property damage. Or anything so we just kind of went about our business it was very confusing very interesting anyway months later my cars repaired uh, custom paint British racing green envy that is her name she is awesome but I was driving back from the junkyard just went and pulled some parts for the for the focus and, uh, you know, this lady just texting on her phone just bumps into the back of me. Didn't cause any real damage. Little buff spot where I got to uh, put a little polish on my car now. But other than that, nothing really. It's incredible. I couldn't believe it. I was literally going to strangle somebody. But I tell you what, you know, I really do like the junkyard. The junkyard is the epitome of... One man's junk is another man's treasure. Quite literally, by definition, that is what it is. You want to talk about upcycling, that is upcycling. You know, even just the process of selling the junk is upcycling. Taking one man's junk and turning it into another man's treasure. You are the merchant of which that does that. Takes a man on a journey to find some other man's junk and turn it into his treasure. It's amazing. It's so it's it's fun to go. I and that's that's an enjoyable experience for me to go out to the junkyard and explore, go find cars, cars that I I will never even own and I still just go look around. It's fun because you kind of get to see everything. You know, everything kind of old. You know, you don't see hyper cars and stuff like that out there in the junkyard, but you know, you can find everything from a, you know, Toyota Camry to a Ford Mustang to a Ford F450. You find a lot of stuff out there, and uh, it's fun. You know, you you come out there, and by the end of it, you're sweaty. That's one thing about going to the junkyard is, you know, it's hot unless you're going at the perfect time. And I want to find out when that is because, boy, I'd love to go when it's perfect weather. But, uh, you know, if you go at the perfect time, it's it's nice. It's calm. Uh, but it's, it's all an interesting experience. You know, last time I went, oh, the last... The last time I actually got in, we're going to go into the details of the other two times when I couldn't get in, but the the one time that I got in recently here, I went and found some leather seats for my car. All I had to do was clean them up a bit. 40 bucks, tell you what. Let's go into that story. I go out there to uh, get black trim for my headliner, as in like the 
uh, sun visors and all the associated accessories for the for the headliner in black because my first thought was well obviously Ford's gonna make a black interior for my car um, well no they never did not for the top half of the car um, they only made that for the RS and the ST trim I don't have either so I was in quite the pickle uh, I had driven like an hour and a half out to the junkyard found out that they don't even make the pieces of trim uh, in the cars that you'd find in a junkyard and uh, so I was going home with nothing so I was like well I'm not going home with nothing I go back and look through all the Ford Focuses they have a lot which by the way they have about 15 of because it's you know it's a Ford Focus it was the best selling car one year or a couple a lot of years really um so you know I went back through found some junk found some other junk uh accidentally poured water on myself because somehow that happened I don't entirely know how but water just kind of fell on my head after I was closing a door which was weird because the door was was it was shorter than I was so I don't know how water came on my head it just appeared kind of poured down not that you know that that confuses me uh, I'm not very comfortable with that but one good thing about my car is that it is not the hybrid. It's the two-liter four-cylinder. It's not, but it's not the EcoBoost, unfortunately, which means when I want to go to around, I think 500 horsepower, I have to forge the internals. I also have to swap it to a manual. So there's that. Those are real fun little things. I don't know if it'll ever get there, you know. I think I'm pretty happy with it as it is. I want to do the Cobb motor mounts, do a turbo, a basic turbo setup, very, not very high boost, but uh, just do the rest of the supporting mods, get the uh, basic little turbo set going on, and uh, you know, just be pretty happy with it. The thing is, is I, I do want to get other cars eventually. You know, I've already got a kind of a bucket list of dream cars, and on that list is, uh, is it the IS350 uh, Lexus? The newer one, like a 2023 or 22. I love those. Those are incredible. I've sat in those, and it's just amazing. And uh, they really aren't that expensive when you compare them to a lot of sports cars. They're they're fairly reasonable, you know, not necessarily cheap, but pretty reasonable. That's that might be my dream daily driver, because you know it's a six cylinder, so the gas isn't that crazy, but you know it ain't as bad as like a, a V8 Mustang. Uh, and then my work truck that I want to get is a 2021 Ford F150 uh, with the coyote motor and there's a reason for that hopefully if i ever come across one standard cab long bed with a bench seat 
and coyote with leather interior and a black badge package. I've kind of got the I've kind of got it in my mind what I want it to look like. I would like it in black, but if it comes in dark gray, that's fine too. I like the Nardo gray. Red and blue would be okay, but not 100% set on either of those colors. But uh, if you get the Coyote, you can get the uh, Ford Performance Package for it, which would end up coming out to, I think, 700 horsepower. And that's a $12,000 package, a $12,500 package for the truck. And you can do it for any truck made with the Coyote motor, of course, uh, after 2021. So you can do it, I think 2024 is up to when it's compatible for. I would check the website uh, first. Just look up Ford uh, F-150 performance package, 700 horsepower, something like that if you're interested. But all in all, you could get in and out of the whole deal for like 40 grand and you have a 700 horsepower truck. I think it's a great deal. Um, if I ever, if, you know, if my focus ever got totaled out, you know, my, my mods are covered, so it, the payout would be pretty, pretty snazzy. Uh, I think I would go for the Lexus if I was actually going to look for something more daily, because again, that gets better gas mileage and stuff, you know, and it's probably cheaper realistically in terms of insurance and all that stuff a, a v8 truck is still going to be high but you know the truck would end up being a write-off so that's just uh something that happens when the cookie crumbles uh down to you want to get a work truck you want to get a daily you want to have both you know nobody really around me has ever had a lexus nobody like in the family has ever had a lexus and uh at least to my knowledge. And I talked to my grandma about one. She she just thought they were lower quality. Then we went and sat in one. She's like, wow, this is nice. Well, they are nice. They, they're indeed nice cars now. They're luxury cars now. I kind of uh, like the idea of getting a Mustang, though. Getting a Mustang would be pretty nice. I could I could see owning one, but insurance is just way too high at a young age. You have to wait till you're like 35 for it to start dropping down, which is is incredible. It's incredibly long time to wait before you can actually get a car uh, that's fun to drive on the daily. But other than that, you know, that's pretty much cars, car wrecks. Oh, what else did I kind of go over? I don't know, but you know what? I could... I want an RV, to, or not an RV, like a camper, like an Airstream. You know, something that that 700 horsepower truck could pull. You know, pull it, pull it to the campsite. Have a little, little bitty thing. It doesn't have to be big. And uh, one bedroom, little setup. Maybe a, uh, maybe like a little uh, fold-out bed from the couch. Little TV, kitchen area, bathroom. Nice, nice little setup. Yeah, that'd be nice. The full garage setup. My dream garage setup is definitely a Lexus IS350 for my daily driver. Work vehicle, definitely a 21 F-150. 
and then I guess like a weekend rider, I'd just have the focus, you know, it's that's a full bolt-on race car right now, so custom paint, you know, it's great, it's absolutely amazing, but uh, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end episode six, uh, I hope you've been enjoying the season, I, I, I know I, uh, I think I say that at the end of every episode, but I really do hope, and uh, if you've got any comments, go ahead and leave them below. Um, I'm interested in a bit of feedback, anything you'd like to see on the show, anything you'd like to see me talk about, any effects. You know, I try to keep it pretty much basic, intro, outro, kind of basic music, and uh, nothing really in between, but, you know, if there's anything special, I'd love to hear it, love to hear the feedback, uh, you know, leave a thumbs up or a rating if you want to. I don't really care. You can, you can't. I don't, it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed the episode and uh, can't wait to uh, make more for you.